0: Thank you all for joining us today. I want to introduce to you uh, Matt Wade, who is the co-founder of Jump to 365. He's an event speaker who is phenomenal if you get a chance to catch him. He's a prolific blogger, creator of fantastic guides and, and videos for Microsoft 365. I always enjoy the content you produce, heavily use it in my own organization. Uh, thank you for joining me here today, uh, Matt.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Jeremy. I appreciate it.
0: So Matt, for those who have never met you, had a chance to uh, drink, have a drink with you and and have a conversation, tell them a bit about who you are, where you're from and and what you do.
1: Yeah, so I am a civil engineer by training. I grew up, uh, spent most of my life in upstate New York, just outside of Albany, and um, went to college for civil engineering, graduated in 08, Um, got my bachelor's at George Washington University in DC, uh, and then actually came back home to Rensselaer Polytechnic, which is in Troy, New York, just outside of Albany and got my master's there and graduated in 09 and guess what nobody was hiring in 2009 civil engineers Uh, all those shovel ready projects for the um, uh, for era were shovel ready so all the plans had to be done ahead of time so all the dot's of the world had plans dating back to the 70s they're ready to just you know pull out and go so i had no job opportunities in that respect so for anybody who's an engineer out there can probably appreciate when i say i sold my soul to become a mechanical engineer because we're like this far apart in the uh you know the spectrum of what we do. And um, ended up working for a contractor for the US Navy that worked on all the nuclear uh, reactors for the submarines and aircraft carriers. Mm -hmm. So I spent about three years doing uh, component uh, design and uh, development uh, for next gen uh, aircraft carrier um, uh, reactors. And in that time period, SharePoint rolled out, SharePoint 2007 and basically replaced the intranet. Mm -hmm. Uh, It did not replace shared drives though it kind of supplemented it Uh, and then I kind of found the the value of that and sort of organized all of our files that dated back a lot of them for a long long time and really took a lot of you know aspects of metadata put them together and kind of fell into IT sort of by mistake. You know from there that organization was I think 15,000 people with all the government aspect that we had. We were a contractor, but we supported a lot of government sites from Hawaii all the way to Britain. And um, so I ended up becoming the adoption lead for for that uh, rollout. Then we did 2013, a couple of years later. I jumped back and forth between engineering and uh, IT for a little while, but um, ended up ending my time there in IT and um, decided it was time for a change. Spent a couple of years in the US Virgin Islands, lived on St. Thomas for a couple of years and did my first cloud migration. That was the first time I ever saw Office 365. Um, first time I was introduced to groups. Um, first time I ever touched SharePoint online, things like that. Uh, I left that role and then moved back to the DC area and was doing consulting for a while and kind of fell into um, AI and the chatbot realm until uh, earlier this year. And uh, right now I'm writing a book. Oh, fantastic,
0: wow. So you, you, you sound like one of those people uh, through your story, you fell into it because, because you were able to do it right. Uh, somehow somebody needed to.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I didn't do it for myself. Um, it was the fact that I liked being able to organize the information that we needed to find as resources to do our jobs as engineers and SharePoint 2007 back in the day, the, um, the metrics report that I had for the number of users and the number of hits and all that was actually really good, way better than it is now still. And uh, that was actually really motivating to me because I could actually show my manager, hey, you know, we had, when I first started, we had 12 people in that group and we had scaled up uh, immensely. So within a year, I think we had 45 people and it broke up into three different units. And one was working on next-gen submarine, one was working on, uh, actually two were working on next-gen sub, one was working on Um, Ongoing operations with existing aircraft carriers, existing submarines and some existing training operations. So we had a lot of the same Fundamentals underneath us the same resources that we needed. We did the same type of technology, but we were different projects. So I just had one main website that had all that stuff. Here are all these files. Here's a bunch of metadata tags for component classification project name. document type, all that kind of stuff. And it worked out so well that the metrics came back that as we're doing a hiring spree, we had a lot of young people coming in younger than me, even at the time, those guys, you know, ate it up because immediately they were ready to use it. And even, you know, the older folks who were my parents age and older at that point were like, wow, this is really useful. I, you know, a couple of them came up to me at one point and said I haven't opened up my, the drawer on my my locked safe in two weeks. That's a notable thing for me because that's been my baby since 1973. You know, it really kind of brought a lot of satisfaction to me as being almost a customer service kind of person, but I didn't want to like belittle myself to customer service, but that was really what it was. And, and I like making it pretty and being helpful and that kind of thing. So... Uh, the metrics helped a lot and being able to, i become a thorn in the side of the IT department and say, hey, how come we don't have this? How can we don't have that? Having no outside understanding what the system or the community or the, the Microsoft ecosystem was like at the time or how it's upkept, or what servers do, or you know, you don't want me touching anything physical, I'm gonna break it in, you know, <laughs> immediately. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of how I got into it. And I realized that I liked going from doing the thing to organizing how to do the thing and then going even further meta to organizing how you organize how to do the thing. <laughs> and that's sort of, I find that being a thing I do in life in general, is I always go more meta as I, as I get to like something.
0: So then as you transitioned into more you know, full, full-time-ish IT work, then um, I'm assuming you didn't go back to school. So how, how did that work in terms of uh, education and educating yourself?
1: Oh, I totally learned on the job um, at, the, at the lab. I took what I learned, what I knew from the engineering role and I built an internal help site that would go over some of the key features of what SharePoint was, why you might want to use a discussion board, why you might want to use a SharePoint calendar, things like that, because it didn't, it's not like, you know, uh, Moss 2007 came with that kind of training resource and, you know, everybody says, you know, we need to have the training be, you know, our way kind of thing, which right. I don't necessarily agree with, but. Uh, there can always be a, a, a stepping stone level or a starting point that, you know, there should be, um, a place to go from, but I built that internally and kind of expanded it as I went on. Again, the metrics there helped me a lot cause I could point to my IT manager and say, Hey, you know, I'm getting 3000 hits a day here. This is the number two most popular web page in the internet after the homepage, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Like that was an easy way to justify my existence. And I even set up a little like testing zone where I made a page that was a copy of the homepage that I had built and made it edit, editable by everybody. And every morning I would just revert back to a previous version so everybody could play with it and see what it was like and actually like get an idea of what it's like to, you know, to, to make a, a change in a, in a web page. So I was learning on the fly. Um, we had like no training budget or if you did, you had to like being government, like uh, get the approval a year and a half out. Right. And a lot of times those, those conferences aren't even scheduled a year and a half out. Um, So I was really learning on the fly and because you had the need to know issues with, you know, government classified information, it wasn't like I could just go talk to people and say, what are you doing that's being successful? Some would reach out to me and if it was safe information they could share with me, they would and I would ask if I could show some success. But it was just kind of a, I've always been reasonably good, I think, at communications. So I was taking that skill and putting it together with organization and Come to find out the first conference i go to after i went to the move to the job in the virgin islands you know i meet sue hanley and she's doing this eight hour workshop and it's like wow i didn't realize this but over the course of three years i built a version not nearly as good but like a version of a sue hanley you know governance website kind of thing mm-hmm. not knowing that that was the best practice i just built it because it made sense you know wow that's pretty amazing yeah. so <clears throat> If you were
0: to, I mean, now, since you're not a, you know, you're not, you're not a natural born IT person, right? You, but you are, uh, you know, in the sciences and engineering. Um, so you understand the concept of like, we look at ourselves, reevaluate what it is we do. Are we doing the right things? How do we fix it? How do we change things? What would you change if, if someone has come, someone came to you and said, Hey, Hey, Matt, today, you've got, you've got the power, Matt. You, you can make a change in how we do it today. What's an area you think we should, you know, address?
1: So uh, there's a real big push and has been for the last couple of years in the whole concept of citizen developer. And I couldn't hate that term more. Um, (laughs) I really, uh, somebody just recently just used the term maker. I think it might have been Ryan Cunningham, who's on the Power Apps um, product team. And I'm trying to come up with with a way to include the word maker in there somehow, but not citizen maker. but I wanna see the people that are in that grouping of citizen developer, and eventually that's gonna become a wider grouping, right? Developer, the term developer is scary to people, right? Right. And the people that are able to use tools like Power Automate or Power Apps is is still pretty limited because it does require some technical expertise, especially as you get deep into the weeds and and you see, you you, uh, experience what the actual limitations of those pieces of software are, right? Right. Um, My thing though, is that We need to be providing, or I'll even go so far as to say Microsoft needs to be providing more, 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 more examples of success to use as templates. And I don't mean like open up PowerPoint and here's a here's a slide template. Just the look and feel or concept. You know, whenever I was doing demos for like chatbot stuff you know, we always had those four or five go to workflows, the, you know, getting expense reports, putting in a time off request. Those are the ones that everybody always talks about, no matter what type of medium you're talking about. If it's a chat bot, if it's a power app, if it's a a text message based Twilio tool, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, Going beyond that and taking real ones that consultants have gone out and built for customers and generalizing them and showing off what they are is huge. And I'm gonna take the precedence now of the SharePoint lookbook, which we've gotten uh, a huge improvement to just over its introduction, I think maybe two years ago, yeah. we needed a SharePoint lookbook in 20, 2003. I mean, there's, there was sure. no excuse for that not to happen. The fact that Microsoft has put a ton of money into uh, marketing and design only in the last five years, I will absolutely say amazing. You know, it's, it's so great to see it, you know, whether it's John Friedman's, you know, uh, the, the, um, the changes to like the icons and those videos that are all very i'm gonna I'm, I'm an apple um ecosystem guy so they're very apple-esque and i like them that way but uh the the lookbook is just so so good you know if i had that kind of thing to show off to people again not template i don't need to like hey install this or you know, upload this ASPX file and that's going to be your new website. No, 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 no. People can still learn about web parts. They can still learn about all the the tools to make it work correctly. But this is what it can look like. There's a reason why paint by number exists. People don't just paint the Mona Lisa, right? If you give them an extra sketch, they're not going to create something beautiful. They're going to create something that looks like a very bad sketch, because if they don't have something to go by that has inspiration or best practices from the design field, that's where that sort of merger really needs to take place is design plus technology for the everyday person. And I hope that they continue to expand on that because that's what I really wanted back then. And that's what I feel like I was really missing. And I think there was a downside to that because, uh, in, when I was doing adoption, my websites that I was using as my examples, People were literally doing not copying, pasting, but like you know, I was making buttons in PowerPoint and showing people how to make buttons in PowerPoint. Just take it, you know, make an image and take a screenshot and upload it and blah blah blah. blah. All of the web pages looked the same, so like, and that was a good thing from a you know, like maybe not even a brand because we didn't care about brand so much, but like a consistency perspective. But it didn't give you any sort of uh, changes or like. Um, Uh, Differences in, in ideas that would potentially make things better, but giving you like five or six different things or two or three dozen different ideas. That's really where the value is going to come in where people can try a piece of this and a little piece of that and a part of that and drop them all into one place and see what happens. So if I could just kind of shake up the whole industry, I would say look up or keep an eye out for all those lower level people. They're not developers, not even necessarily citizen developers. And provide them as much inspiration and resources that they could use to not not just necessarily copy, but to at least provide an idea of what they could make both useful and pretty to use at the same time.
0: Mm, That's a good idea, yeah. I'm just now starting something along those lines for, for Power Automate at my agency where we create a, a flow repository, so people can post copies of their flows, but not just the flow itself, the zip file, that I mean that's great, because yeah. then I could reuse it. But no, it's, and put a document in there that says what what it's for, how it's being used, what kind of permissions are required, and then also some sort of diagram that, you know, shows the workflow in a, in a you know, user-centric perspective, not in the, the, you know, the the flow codey way.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. I, I, I see a couple of examples where, like, especially in the power platform, you either have the people that run the, the very basic example of uh, requesting time off, putting in a, you know, and, and that's fine. Like, we need those, right? People need to know how to build those. But then we see the ex- other extreme, end, and I'm not disparaging the people to do this, because more power to you for having the technical chops to be able to pull this off. But then you see somebody who's like fully recreated Tetris, <laughs> And it's like, that has zero value to me whatsoever. Like, right. I'm not going to do that. That's not something I would need to be doing for work. I need something in the middle that uh, can sign people into uh, an office and keep track of whether or not we're at 50% or 75% capacity, because now we're at a limitation within uh, the building for COVID uh you know, consideration and like something reasonably and use, reasonably useful like that, but because that's potentially a moneymaker for consultants, they're not going to release that. But and you know, people that make it internally in a full time job, you know, that's considered, uh, you know, proprietary, probably, but for a lot of that stuff, it's just general, like that example is not proprietary to anybody, right? If you have an iPad to check in someplace or uh, a surface or something to check in someplace when you go into to a place, um, that's not something that's super proprietary. And if more and more people would put out those types of examples. And if they exist, that's, that's awesome. I just happen to not be seeing them apparently. Um, but yeah, if we had like a central shopping network or something like that for these types of resources, <laughs> that would be amazing. That's, that's a great idea.
0: Yeah. Uh, get get on that, Matt. We need, <laughs> <laughs> so if I don't have that, just, right. I mean, you can use get, GitHub, right? get yeah. <laughs> G- GitHub's free. We'll find a way to do it.
1: Yeah, true that.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. So, um, Wow. Yeah, I, I do agree that the, the change in perspective. I, I agree with you. I mean, I I've been messing around. I'm I'm a software engineer by trade, and so I, I develop code. Um, and even I find that uh, Power Automate, Power Apps, uh, Power Gosh, Power BI confuses the heck out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, have just just some. You're right. There are some small hurdles that um, could be better explained for the regular business user who they're targeting to try to to try to build stuff and not let IT be in the way. And so. Uh, that's a great idea. Uh, and also, like you said, the realm of the possibility. The, the SharePoint
1: uh, lookbook is amazing, right? Yeah.
0: It's completely opened
1: my eyes. I'm not a creative. I'm not. I'm not. Exactly. An and that's the thing is I'm not either. I mean, I can be to a low level. It's one of those things where you know that you're not an expert once you start learning more about something, right? right. And like, I so appreciate good design because I think I understand design 14% of the way. <laughs> And because of that, I now see good design and I like, I'll watch a show on HGTV, right? Boy, that's a really beautiful room. I could never make that myself, but I can really appreciate a really good, well-designed room, but I am not good at making it myself. And the same kind of deal with this. And like, I when you do it well, it just looks good. It feels good. It's a good experience, all that kind of stuff. But you need people that come from the art and the design side of things and you need to kind of smash heads together between the technical folks and the and the art the artsy folks, and just kind of you know say, give me a solution. And I think that that SharePoint lookbook needs to be like the gold standard now for people in Microsoft. And every single application, I would I would actually say that every single application with that Microsoft puts out should have its own version of a lookbook, frankly. And there needs to be the budget for that because that is one of their their most um, obvious marketing wins that they could be looking at. Is you know. Uh, Don't get me wrong, you know, PowerPoint editor or the PowerPoint designer tool, which is really slick. Great. But like their templates have been their templates since I was in middle school, (laughs) Right. right? Not that they haven't changed, but like if you could show me here's a book of the different concepts and ideas and layouts and You know, maybe you want your things to you know your topics instead of using bullets have a Icon image here with a, with some text under it and have it fly in from the left on this side and from the right on this side You know just those kinds of things and say hey here are some best practices for how you should do a slideshow or here's how you know um, spreadsheets can be really useful uh, in Excel and still be, you know, making simple dashboards if you don't want to pay for Power BI or you don't have the skill set to use it, you know, things like that are are really high value. And people don't think about it from our perspective I like think our community because, oh, well, I know Power BI, I'm going to go out and buy that or, you know, we can, you can just use Power BI for that. And it's like, okay, I'm, I'm an administrative assistant that oh, upkeeps <laughs> know an excel spreadsheet right now to track everybody's time for the week it's just nice for me to have put it into a way that looks like a dashboard i don't need this thing called power be whatever you know like if i can have some sort of template or guidance on how to make this look a little prettier so that my boss likes it more and everybody else is more apt to fill it out when they're supposed to that's (laughs) all i care about you know i
0: don't know wow no i agree with you so so matt where do you see yourself going you're not you're i mean you you're pretty successful. Uh, for those who don't know you, I mean, I, 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 I've attended sessions that you, you've done. And I've read a lot of material you put out and there's some great stuff out there. You're very smart in that area. Where do you see yourself going in the future? And, and maybe even if you prefer, where do you see us going in this realm of IT, this, pa- this power, power cap- platform capability, or uh, as you said, bringing in uh, the citizen, whatever, maker, des- developer. I agree with you, developer's too harsh a word. Where do you, where do you see this going?
1: Um, So I think that the tech is going to become more mainstream for more people. I think that, uh, I don't think, it's very clear that over the last nine months that um, tens of millions of people have been pulled into this, uh, in many cases, kicking and screaming, and we're not expecting to do so. Um, I think that that... um, Putting aside all of the downsides that came about with 2020, I think that's a positive thing because it was eventually going to come anyway. So sometimes the best case for change is you just have to do it and you know get dragged into it. Uh, that was one of the upsides I had was that our old internet was going to die anyway, so people had to go to the new one. I didn't have to entice them. I didn't have to go through like the market economy and the you know invisible hand of why do you want to go on you know to mm-hmm. this new system. Uh, which is what I always tell people when I'm doing like you know SharePoint migrations. You know, just tell everybody that the the servers are no longer supported by Microsoft. Just lie; it's, it's fine. It's just a nice little white lie, and you just got to turn right. them off on a certain date. And that's just the way it is, that's you know. it is, right? Yeah. Don't support two systems. That's totally insane. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to spread out so that more people are going to be more included in these systems. I think that's great, uh, especially as the power platform expands and can actually touch more people and be used and more and be useful by more people. I think it's going to actually raise a lot of people up to new career fields, which I think is great. Um, whether or not the whole work from home thing is going to impact that is going to be a different story. Um, you know, if you can get somebody cheaper to do the same job on the other side of the world, or even you know in Iowa <laughs> instead of Virginia, you know, that that's I don't know. We'll, we'll see with that one. Um, but I think that that's a positive thing because I think that the technology to a lot of an extent is actually as, as basic and necess- necessary to business these days is just the, the language, just being able to communicate. This is now part of communication uh, within um, a, modern, a modern workplace uh, to use the, the cliche there, but you know, being able to use Microsoft Teams and, and have a meeting and uh, converse correctly, whether you're on the desktop or using your mobile device or, or whatever else, or if you're gonna go the advanced route and use Power Platform, that kind of thing. Um, for me, i'm writing a book and that's supposed to come out early next year so that's the exciting thing for me um and i've been pushing pretty hard on content development uh, blog and videos so i'm going to try to keep pushing more on the videos it turns out the the youtube thing is uh, a lot more fun than blogging uh, I, it I, is much
0: I, more fun yeah i have a blog that i barely touch
1: yeah um i do generally write scripts though so i kind of get the benefit of i'll just kind of clean up the script and just post that as the blog and, and try to get both but um, turns out the YouTube algorithm, there's a really large, large audience out there for people that are interested in the Microsoft stuff and um, I'm not generally one for wanting to watch video. I generally like to read instead of watch, um, but there's a huge audience of people that prefers to watch instead of read. So, um, you know, more empowered to them and, and, and they like the content, great. That, that just entices me to continue making it. So it's kind of fun to, to dive into the little eccentricities or uh, of Teams or some of the more popular videos I put out now have been the, you know, the more abstract, like, you know, should I use SharePoint or should I use OneDrive or should I use Teams? Or the mm-hmm. most popular one I've had so far has been the tasks one. The Should I use Microsoft Lists? Should I use uh, Planner? Should I use To Do or Tasks and Teams? And like, that one's been blowing up because people are like, oh my God, this is so confusing. What do I have to use? And if right. you can boil it down and be reasonably simple, at least as a starting point, and that's always my, t- my sort of, I don't know, sign off phrase is, you know, don't consider this prescription, consider it its, its inspiration. Um, You know, I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm telling you what you can do as a starting point. Go tweak it to be whatever you need it to be afterwards. Wow.
0: Well, on that note, I thank you, Matt, for joining me today. I really appreciate you sharing more about yourself and and what you have going on. And we look forward to that book next year.
1: Yeah, cool. I appreciate uh, you having me.